Welcome back to another episode of the In The Points podcast, the fastest growing Formula One podcast on the globe and the only podcast growing at the speed of Formula One. I am your host, Matt Dottiel, and joined, as always, is Sam DRS Russell. Sam, welcome back this week, man. Good to, ha- good to be back, Matt. It's, um, it's a pleasure. I've really missed F1 racing over the past week and a half. It's kind of yeah. crazy. We, we, it was so long for us to get back to the season now that it's here. Oh, so the the first race such a tease. I'm so happy to be back. Can't wait. And and you know, joining alongside myself and Sam, we got Stefano, the tech expert, Sedano. Stefano, it's good to see you. And how much do you echo Sam's comments early on? Man, I didn't know what to do with myself last weekend. It was such a fallow, just nothing weekend. Like, there you- weren't even any good soccer games on. What did you do? Uh, I got some laps in on F one twenty two. That's what I did. Whoa, you're really grinding away at that, aren't you, dude? I am on six wins for ranked play in online for F one two uh twenty two. So oh, yeah, brother, dude, I've got to get the numbers up. You do have to get the numbers up. It's it's uh guys, I I like weirdly was watching some sim racing video last night of like some guy breaking down like the best sim racers in the world. That's and then weird. it like auto played a video about like why he thought like Max was incredible at sim racing. And dude, he was like telling me all the guys that do sim racing like turn their engines down and they turn tire noise up because you have to like hear the tires dropping off. It was like one of the more like banana land videos I've ever like watched. I like I don't know what to say. But uh I kudos to you, Stefano, because sim racing is pretty tough. So, you know, shout out Stefano. You're really in the lab grinding away. Maybe you should get one of those Red Bull $125,000 race simulators that's in the shape of a car, which looked pretty freaking sick. Um, I don't know about you guys, whether you're a fan or not. It was still a pretty sick option to go and buy. Maybe we should buy one. To all of our Big loyal fan. ITP listeners, be on the lookout for a GoFundMe uh, link. Yep. Uh, we, we might be starting a campaign to buy a Red Bull simulator. Yep, Red Bull simulator. Uh, we'll put it in one of our, our apartments in, in, uh, in the city, and we'll just go to town. Should be pretty fun. Um, we tried something like that last year. It didn't really pan out too well. Um, the rigs are tough. Like for any of you listeners that are like, how come you haven't seen us like on the wheels and the rigs? They're a lot. They, they are a lot. But um, guys, it's race week. I'm so excited. I, I, Sam, you couldn't have said it any better. I cannot wait. We got Jetta, the street circuit. I kind of love the, the Jetta circuit. We're going to get into the full race preview later, but a couple of news updates. Um, I mean, guys, the rumor mill is already buzzing. It's been one week. It's been one race. We're like less than 25. We're less than 5% into the season, like by a lot. And we're already getting rumors that Hamilton's going to be leaving Mercedes and going to Ferrari. Sam, you're our resident Hamilton guy. Like, what's your reaction to these rumors that that he's out at Mercedes and he's going to go over to Ferrari, which has had – more of an abysmal 2022 and 2023 than Mercedes probably has, but talk okay. to us, man. Yeah. So here's my hot take. I, first of all, I don't think Hamilton's going anywhere. I think that this is a Hamilton leak to kind of wake up the Mercedes team and be like, all right, we got to figure this out if we want to keep them. Now, with that being said, I don't think he's going anywhere because I mean, why would he go to Ferrari um, with the way that team is shaking out right now? So, I don't really believe the rumors. Um, I think Lewis came out today, Wednesday or Tuesday uh, and said that they're not 
Uh, it's not real. Uh, but I just don't see him going to Ferrari. Plans. Yeah. I mean, it would be a very interesting wake up call. You know what? Who else has an open seat there in 2023? Christian Horner and Max Verstappen at Red Bull Racing. Nah. Could we potentially see a, a Hamilton alongside Max in a Red Bull? Wouldn't that be something else? Two world. Didn't Stefano riders? predict that last year? I think he did. I he did, did yeah. Last year. I may I may have predicted it. I think I may have predicted it one season too early. I don't really remember. I'll have to I'll have to revisit the in the points archives. And that should be a, a little bit of a incentive for some of our more recent listeners, uh, yeah. some of our back catalog definitely has uh, the odd gem or two. Actually, I would say more than the odd gem or two. We have some good stuff. We have some really uh, good from, stuff from last catalog. season. And the archive, the archives are arguably just as good as the new stuff. But um, I think you did predict it last year, Stefano. I wouldn't be – listen, I mean, the, there's just – Red Bull would be way over the budget cap if they had to pay Hamilton and Verstappen. But – Sam, I don't would think Toto, so. Would Total Wolf's head explode if he found out that Hamilton left to go to Red Bull? Uh, yeah, I, I don't. Uh, would your head explode? Uh, yeah, I don't even know like how to answer the question because it's so beyond belief that Hamilton would ever go race for Horner next to Max. I just so yeah, I don't. I think Toto would just leave the sport altogether if you'd have to. Wouldn't you have to if you're Toto Wolf and you have eight? world driver championships and seven arguably with an asterisk driver championships with Lewis Hamilton and the silver arrows. And he leaves after you give him a shitty car two years in a row to go to his number one arch rival of Christian Horner, not even a Red Bull, just Christian Horner. Like you kind of have to retire, right? Yeah. You probably have to go like head to IndyCar or maybe like NASCAR or something like that. I think you got to go stay in F1 sports. You got to go to like cricket. No, you got to go like cricket, something like completely unrelated to motorsport. I don't know. He's into fashion. He'd probably get into, into that world, become like a designer or something like competitive. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's buddies with uh, Tom Cruise. He can get into acting. True. He could, he could be a phenomenal actor, you know, maybe play like Schindler or something, but um, like it's, it's interesting. We already got the rumor mill going, and there's another rumor floating around. It seems like Ferrari is just kind of getting the, the flack this early on in the season. Vassar's fed up already. He's been one race in. He's not happy. He's – and Stefano, you're our you, – Sam, while you're our resident Hamilton expert, Stefano, you're our resident Ferrari expert. What the hell's going on at Ferrari? Uh, is that a I sinking think... ship? No, it's not the sinking ship. I, oh, think... I don't know. <laughs> I think what – I think – the best way to describe Ferrari right now, and if there's any credence to these rumors, I think it can best be described as Ferrari just being quintessentially Italian, you know, being really dramatic with any sort of reactions and uh, adding to that just the historically political um, environment behind Ferrari, you know, like everybody is so... uh, like ingrained in that that hierarchy that like any newcomer is just going to be like banging his head against the wall trying to get anything done against a wall of bureaucracy essentially that sounds and, like a sinking ship to me that sounds like if i had to put <laughs> that sounds like the titanic <laughs> dictionary definition around sinking ship that's what i would have like, put on that's, paper that's ferrari every season 
Yeah, and that doesn't mean it's not a sinking ship. It could have just been like the Titanic, just slowly sinking into the abyss. Is it a sinking ship, or is it a sink uh, ship that's already sunk? You Let's tell us. Well, they haven't won a title of any sort in fifteen years, so yeah. I'm not. I, I'm not done with Ferrari this year. Oh, I'm I done. Think, uh, so I'm not. Uh, and if you look at the contrast between the reaction to the last race between them and Mercedes, Mercedes is kind of like writing it off like eh, we're probably done whether we believe them or not is is one thing but they're like writing them off ferrari seems genuinely surprised at how far behind red bull they were and i think they genuinely think that there's a lot of pace to unlock and they're a lot closer than the last race well sam show i think i think it's because there was so much optimism and so much goodwill um built up around this vassar appointment in the off season you know, they had a good shakedown of the car when it was unveiled a few weeks ago. Uh, they genuinely thought they'd be, you know, pretty close in second place to Red Bull. They didn't think they'd have a DNF in 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 Chuck's car. And they thought that Sainz might have been able to fight a little bit more than he did. But uh, I, I guess there was no stopping the Fernando train in, in Sainz's case. Um, but I think because there was so much goodwill and optimism built up that that's why everybody is so surprised and forlorn for the rest of the season. I don't know. I think it's a sinking ship pretty clearly. Like, I think, I think to your point, Stephanie, you said like, Oh, like the hierarchy and having one guy come in. And that's the exact reason I made my prediction before Bahrain was one guy walking into just a culturally embedded team and trying to change everything and write the ship just isn't going to happen. And Sam, I think culture was the well word I was too. looking for. Sam, you said it well too. Like, Mercedes saying, oh, we've given up. Like, they at least know what the problem is. Ferrari being surprised they had a DNF is not does not bode well. Like, I remember last I year. Disagree. Horner... I disagree. I disagree. Oh, I because I think that the, that it means that there's an opportunity for them. They've seen, they've seen it, whether it's in their own simulations, wind tunnel, that they can either match or be better than, than Red Bull at times. So, uh, I... I'm like cautiously optimistic about Ferrari, to be honest. I know that's a very contrarian take right now because everyone's writing them off and writing the season off. But I watch out for Ferrari this weekend. Yeah, I mean, so don't get me wrong. Watch out for Ferrari this weekend. I 100% agree with. Watch out for Ferrari this season. Nah. No. I still think Mercedes is going to be better than them. Because Mercedes, how many DNFs did Mercedes have last year at all? Maybe, Not maybe many. one, and then there won. was the one race in Spain where Lewis was like, saved the engine. He still finished almost on a podium. It was the don't, most reliable car on the most. Car. Don't forget their, their DNF was like, was bullshit in Silverstone because George Russell got out of the car to help Joe. Oh, I mean, how many like reliability related DNFs did they have? Zero. Hardly maybe zero, one, maybe two. That's why they finished as high up as they did because exactly. they were so consistent. Exactly. So that's why, like, even if they have a slow car, like, I don't know. If Ferrari, it just seems like meet the new boss, same as the old boss type of thing. Laurent Mekis. You know? Um, so to your point, Sam, like, look out for Ferrari this weekend? Yeah, definitely. Look out for them, like, after the summer break? I don't know. They might be very anonymous. With Fred Vassar at home, like, I don't just, like, yes, I agree. We need to get rid of Bonato, but I just think there's something – structurally wrong there that they're having this many issues over the last look you might be you races. might be right there we we can't be talking summer break at this point it's like we need to just get on the board this weekend and they need to have two good finishes yeah um 
and maybe a win. And they need they need to get some of this momentum back and at least prove to Red Bull that they're not going to lay down and that there's going to be someone competing Sam, in these races. Sam, they don't even need a win. They just need to they need one of their drivers to finish on the podium and finish well. They can't finish like half a lap behind yeah. the their next their next closest they, competitor. They need, they need a to, podium they need to be in the fight. They need a podium finish this weekend for sure. A win isn't required. It's just they need to be up there with Red Bull. Who is Ferrari's number one threat right now at the moment? Aston Martin. They're everybody's number one threat right now, especially Aston, after right? it's not Mercedes. Yeah, right. Right now, right now it is. I still tend to believe that as the season progresses, I think Ferrari and Red Bull will find themselves just like a tick above Aston Martin. Um, but right now, Aston Martin seems to be the way better car, um, pure pace and race pace. I yeah, can't short wait. Short term, Aston Martin. I can't wait. I, I'm I'm super pumped because it's going to be so much more fun too. Like if Ferrari is finishing up on the podiums and it becomes a three way. We've been asking for a three way battle for the last two years since they introduced the regulations. Uh, we didn't think it was going to be Aston Martin with Ferrari and Red Bull. We thought it might be Mercedes, um, but. In any case, guys, pretty good segue topic into our – we have a call-in listener of the week. Shout-out Crew Gay Daddy. He submitted a question, long-time listener, um, recurring questioner on the podcast, and it's actually quite related to what we've just been talking about. Here's his question, guys. Should Ferrari and Mercedes put all their resources into next year's car, including all wind tunnel testing – and even go over the budget if need be to be competitive for next year. Since Red Bull went over the budget and only got 10% wind tunnel reduction penalty this year, that could mean that their car next year will be in theory slower because of the reduction and Ferrari and Mercedes could be in contention. If Ferrari and Mercedes get the same penalty as Red Bull did last year, that could mean by 2025, they are all pretty even. What are your thoughts? Hell of a question from Kruge Daddy. Lots wow. on back there. So I, I, think, like we, first I question, feel like we have to take this question in sections. Yeah, first part of the question is like, should Ferrari and Mercedes just kind of give up and go into next year? No. It's no. No, that is like, come on, come on, Kruge. Like, get real, buddy. Let's come come back to planet Earth. We're not going to. Sam, like, like last episode, two episodes ago, you said that uh, Mercedes should completely abandon their car, like, design. Well, yeah, and go for a I brand agree new on model. that. That's different. That's see what I think they should do is abandon their concept, try to introduce a new one that can compete this year. That is a big difference than putting all of your resources and time towards the next year's car. Isn't that kind of the same thing? No, it's not the same thing at all. Because in my in my scenario, we're still competing in 2023. Yeah, with a new car. Correct. Yeah, like that would technically, I guess like it's kind of like what he's saying, right? Like if you, I guess like I I think you're more with him, like you're kind of abandoning this car concept oh, and I'm trying to get something yes. in this year that you would yes. think would be next year's car. No, it, be, it, but it would also be this year's car. Yeah, I you're trying think, to get I that think into Mercedes, this year. I think Mercedes has like a B spec that they are ready to introduce that is going to be very fast, like close to on par with Ferrari and Red Bull. That yeah, is not like that's not that's not just abandoning the fight in 2023 and focusing on 2024. All right, but when do you think they get that car on track? I think like this race? I think, no. I hope no, I hope but it's not. I think I think they had mentioned Baku, which is what race like 6 7. I don't think it's that far in. I think it's only like 4 or 5. Whenever they had been targeting that race as 
the race that they have big upgrades coming to. So maybe it's maybe it's that. Yeah, you're right. It's race four. Big yeah, upgrades. I mean, that's after like a month car. Break. I mean, yeah, that's after a big break, right, Stefano? Yeah, we we're we're a bit unprecedented this year in that while we have the longest uh, calendar in terms of races, we also have two separate month-long breaks one yeah. for different reasons than the other we lost a race so we get so the... there you go maybe that's a great time for them to introduce that new concept after having a month off having the first whatever it is two month and a half two months of the season yeah I depending mean... on when they were planning on upgrades they may have to accelerate that timeline given how maybe. poorly they performed in bahrain so i think sam i think you kind of like technically are agreeing with Kruge, like meaning no, I'm not like but you're like, like halfway you're, you're kind of like you kind of are like you're I they're think putting, that they should have I think this... they should have yeah I think that they should abandon yeah this, yeah, yeah abandon this car and put all of their resources into the car that they would bring on track next year but try and get it on track like now sure okay fine. like they need a new car and like, I agree with I agree with Kruger Daddy. Yeah, they need like a new car, and like they need to like actually put this new car concept that you want like and put it into the wind tunnel and start doing that. Now, here's a good question: Should they go over the budget and play this game so that way they get hit with a penalty in 2025? Look, if all it takes is just saying that like you order too many sandwiches and catering and you just get like a slap on the wrist, sure, why not? They honestly, they probably should. It's a good. It's a really good point by Kruger. It's a good yeah, point. I set a dangerous precedent with the punishment for Red Bull there. What? That it's only a 10% wind tunnel reduction? Yeah. I mean, realistically, how much of a material impact will that have on a top team? Clearly zero. To None. <laughs> and like, I saw Helmet Marco say something either was today or yesterday. Fuck Helmet uh, Marco. About how... Uh, like, oh, uh, the, the wind tunnel reduction penalty is really going to start to take effect in the next few races. Our advantage is going to melt away. Yeah, right. You have like you have like a 0.7, you have a 0.7 of a second advantage over your next uh, closest competitor. Even if you're down like 20%, that's still quite an advantage to have in motorsport. I'm so tired of Helmet Marco. Tell us more. I just, I can't stand the guy. I'll just leave it at that. He is pretty outspoken for like just like one of the most random guys. Yeah, like, like shut up. He just kind of like like every day I wake up and there's like another article. It's like Helmet Marco says like no one should ever try and compete with Max as their teammate. It's like when did he say that and why? It was like it was like some guys like hey how's like the weather outside? And he just yeah, like yeah, is there Max like, just is way too good. And we're like, or what? is there like is like TMZ or the paparazzi like following around Helmet Marco to like get. The, like constant like quotes on no stories. sam i think he's emailing tmz quotes just out of the blue and they're just like all right i guess we'll publish it because we have nothing else to do like yeah he's like he's like f1's donald trump just like calling into all these news outlets and giving his opinion on things yeah no you're right he just volunteers his own opinion to things that nobody's asking he's like hey helmet what do you think about like nick devries this year and he's just like check oh max was the best driver <laughs> like, yeah, like every wait, comment comes back to like no one can touch max and max is the best Guys, I mean guys, Max. Max rather... is pretty. Max is pretty incredible this season so far. One reason he you. won by like forty-five seconds was like weird. Would you I was like pretty spend bizarre. Time, would you rather spend time with Helmet Marco or Gunther Steiner? Both are both are relatively loathsome. Wait, am I Max in either scenario? What am I, like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Yeah, good question. You can be doing anything, but you're with either of them. 
but who am I? Me? Yeah, you're you. You are you. You're Matt. Probably, probably Gunther. Helmet Marco. Was such yeah, I definitely cool say man. Gunther. Yeah, I definitely, I, yeah, I definitely got there. All right, so crew day, daddy. Same question, Stefano Ferrari. Should they God. just abandon the car and put all their resources, like just stop developing this car and just? It's hard to watch tell it for next year. Like we only saw one car finish, and like honestly, if Chuck was still on the track, he would have gotten a podium. You know, I don't think I don't think Fernando would have caught up to Chuck. Is is my point here? And given that sort of thought, I don't think they have to bend the concept for this year and focus on next year. And to be completely honest, I don't really trust Ferrari to have such a long-term plan in place anyway. Wow. I'll go with a bonus question for both of you. Um, So last year after Bahrain, double DNFs for Red Bull, Christian Horner said, I would rather make a fast car reliable than a reliable car slow. Given now a year later, we watched Mercedes have a slow car, but reliable last year and Ferrari have a fast, but unreliable car last year. And they almost, and Ferrari almost got pipped by Mercedes. Do you still agree with Horner? I'd rather make a fast car reliable, or would you rather be a reliable car that's finishing top five every weekend and have zero reliable? Yeah, generally, I agree with him. I think his point was proven because it was talking about Ferrari last year having an unreal. I think we just reliable car, but they were very fast when Red Bull's car started a little slower, a lot more reliable. So, yeah, I agree with him. I think I think his point was proven. Like it happened with Red Bull where they had a a reliable car and they they developed it and it it became a very fast and reliable car where a team like Ferrari has had the speed but the reliability hasn't been there and they haven't fixed the reliability so yeah like would you rather be i guess i would i rather be red bull or ferrari i guess i'd rather be red bull no i meant would you rather be mercedes or ferrari like would you rather be the like because mercedes had no reliability issues they just weren't that fast but they were like in a couple of races they i guess the question is who would you rather be this year the rest of the season mercedes or ferrari yeah that's kind of the question i'm asking like do you think like do you think that you'd rather a reliable engine and maybe try and fight for pace or have a very fast car that doesn't finish and like kind of like like i'd rather i'd rather be mercedes i think i would be too if if we're talking like you could have some points or no points i'd rather just have some of the points because at least you'll still finish at like a respectable place in the standings yeah, that was kind of like the, the the question. Like, I I'm not sure if his his comments are correct. Like, I think I'd rather be like a Mercedes and have a very reliable car and fight for pace, than like be clearly in second and not finish the race. Like, I don't know. Like, it just it made me think about it as like two kind of like we had a whole season where two polar opposite teams. One was always reliable and one wasn't reliable, and they almost got caught by the reliable car. Well, they're pretty much both in the same spot right now. Yeah. Not being not a very good car, so we'll see. They're both they're bo- both teams are at a crossroads right now. They are. You're you're right. Second race of the year, and they're both teams are at a very significant crossroad. Um, we're gonna find out a lot about both of these teams, about every single person on that team, from the from the guy who's just tightening the bolts and screws to Lewis Hamilton to Fred Vasseur. You're gonna learn a lot about what these guys have in the tank. No pun intended this season sam if you had to bet on which team would finish ahead of each other who would you bet right now i oh man it's a tough question i'm gonna 
I'm just going to reiterate, I think Mercedes is in a better position. I think the idea that they have a plan B that they can unleash, I think gives them kind of like the the little step up over Ferrari right now. I agree. Stefano, same question. If you had to bet on which team to finish ahead of them, which would you pick? Mercedes Mercedes. or Ferrari head-to-head? Mercedes. Wow. Hell yeah. of a hell of a prediction heading into Jeddah. Um, we'll remember this one for the for the rest of the season because I think you both are right, and uh, I've already kind of made my voice heard. Stefano, uh, moving on to Jeddah, we got the Stefano stroll, the Stefano trackside stroll, where you give your entire overview of the track. We've got the Cornish Circuit. We're going to Saudi Arabia. We are going to Jeddah. Head of the Aramco facilities. Not to be last year, there were some fireworks. One of them almost burned down. But Stefano, you're about to give the Stefano stroll. Give the listeners what they've been waiting for. for Man, I cannot wait. As we return to Formula One after a fallow weekend that followed the season opener in Bahrain, Red Bull stampeded out of the gates and took such a dominant one-two that, frankly, we forgot they were even in the race. Whilst that performance may have sent a fear-inducing shockwave to some in the paddock, others, most notably Aston Martin, are looking to face the Bulls head-on with Matador-in-Chief Fernando Alonso, looking to continue his fine showing in the inaugural race of the season. Indeed, he'd like to make it episode two of the Fernando Show this weekend, as he and the other 19 drivers face the Jetta Corniche circuit, a fearsome 27-turn ultra-fast circuit that, at just under 6.2 kilometers, is the second longest on the calendar. Max Verstappen delivered an entertaining performance on his way to victory this time last year, And with one win out of one this season, he'll no doubt want to take a second win on the trot and build a commanding lead in the driver's title early this season as well. While Max focuses on yet another win this weekend, there will be others hot on his tail, such as the aforementioned Fernando Alonso and the giants of Ferrari and Mercedes looking to redeem themselves for relatively poor showings in the last race. While the battles on track unfold under the lights in Jeddah, make sure to have a bit of Habsa and wash it down with a bold Arabica blend of coffee. Because this is the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Hell yeah, brother. That's a Hell great yeah, brother. That's a great Stefano stroll for this week. That was fantastic. Um I guys, up, I love I love Jetta. I love the street circuit. I think it's super cool. I like it under the lights. I think it's a pretty difficult track, in my opinion. I think it's like a pretty good test. Super flowy, super cool going alongside the water. I'm super pumped about it. And it's best of all, it's at one o'clock Eastern. So we get to we get to see it like right in broad daylight this weekend, guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a really fun race at like you said, Matt, at one o'clock on Sunday. It'll it'll be lit, as they say. Um, but yeah, here's the problem with the Saudi Arabian race. We're like a hundred percent going to get these like liberal, um, like freaks who come out and just give us all nonsense about Saudi Arabia and the prince and yep. human rights and all that stuff. And it's like, I just care about F1 Yep. and you know, inevitably we're going to hear about, um, all that crap. The same thing we hear about live and WWE and all that stuff. Yep. I love, I love Saudi Arabia. I'm all for it. Capitalism sick. Um, and yeah, I'm excited for the race. Yeah. You get those sport washers that are like mad that like we watch sports and it's like, Oh, you forgot about all the like human rights violations. You know what? Like, why like we live in a society where everything you do is just politicized and i just am like excited to watch these guys go out on track and drive around like uh, it's 
kind of like it's it hard stop it's that's the the extent of my scope of looking at how excited i am for this race this weekend um yeah i'm with you sam like the sport washers like give it a rest like all these companies do that and you know what like Hey, look, if our country can do business with Saudi Arabia, then so can F1. Yeah, exactly. You know what? You're exactly right. Stefano, um, crazy race last year. We had that DRS game between Chuck and Max. Do you think we get a return of that again this year? I hope so. I hope so. And Fernando Max. That's what I was just about to say. It might not be Max and Chuck. It could be be, uh, El Matador, uh, Fernando Alonso. Coming out, you know, fist blazing, all kinds of stuff uh, happening on track. Uh, either way, I just hope we get something in terms of a fight up front rather than just a parade of Red Bulls going around the circuit 50 or 60 seconds ahead of everybody else. Yeah, it's it, as somebody who is a big Red Bull guy, it's awesome to watch them win for me. But man, it's super boring as a fan to see them win by to anybody win by like forty five seconds. It's just like to your point, Stefano. We need some action at the top. If this is going to be another one of those like Mercedes seasons where I think Lewis averaged a thirty five second win of every single race, like don't like I'm I'm just not going to be super pumped up for the season if that's how this is going to go. I, I just want to see some some wheel to wheel battles, some DRS gaming. Like who's going to get it going down that last turn turn 23 picking up the straight and i want to see some battles on track at the top with whether it's chuck lewis max l plan i don't care i just want to see somebody battling with somebody else for the for the race win yeah hopefully nobody ruins anybody else's race at the start there's that nasty first chicane terrible and uh seeing what we is super messed up Seeing what we saw last week, uh, not last week, a couple weeks ago in Bahrain, between teammates, Lance Stroll and Fernando Alonso, hopefully in the much tighter chicane uh, starting the race this this weekend, we don't see any anybody touch and just ruin like everybody every else's race. Every single start at, at that first chicane, there's been some sort of collision or some sort of moment the past like three races. I know every time I play it on the game, they had a restart like three times, three or four times. Yeah. Yeah. And there was something that happened every single time. Yeah. I think the F2 guy like died the day of it too, or something like he got like completely creamed going down that one. Um, But yeah, it's, it's a crazy circuit. It's a crazy first chicane. Here's my question to you guys. Now that we don't have the goat, Sir Nicholas Latifi or, you know, Mick, Who's the most likely candidate to put it in the wall going into qualifying? Easy answer, Yuki. Oh, you think it's Yuki? I was going to say. It's got to be. Oh, wow. That's not who who I was actually going to go with. Matt, who are you going to go with? Oscar Piastri. I I was going to say the same thing. I think he's Okay, maybe. My thinking, he's my. I, I agree with you, Sam. I just wasn't expecting you to go with a vet. I thought you were going to go with a, a rookie kind of guy. Um, you could be right. I don't think Logan Sargent puts it in the wall. I think Logan Sargent's going to have a pretty, pretty damn good weekend. Um, Logan Sargent's going to have a great weekend for America. Yeah, he's he put, yeah, he's, brother. he's putting the stars and stripes on his backside for 
for everybody. Um, all right, guys, let's go right into the predictions. We do this every single race week. We give our predictions for poll and who's going to be on the podium. We're the only podcast to do it before the practice sessions. Everyone else does it after practice. Super easy once you see the cars on track. Um, Sam, why don't we start with you? Who do you got for us on poll and the podium? So, look, I've been kind of alluding to this um, all show. I think we see a bounce back weekend from Ferrari. Maybe this is some wishful think- thinking by me and really hoping that we get a fight this season um, and knowing the importance of this this race for Ferrari and, and doing well. I know we said a win maybe isn't mandatory, but it would go a very long way in boosting the confidence um, back at, at their uh, facility. So I think the King of Qualifying, Chuck LeClaire, finishes on pole. Um, I think he puts together a great one lap. Um, like we've seen him do so many times, and I think we we see him finishing on pole. Um, and in terms of the race, I think he gets it done and he wins his back against the wall. Um, I think he we are we've been looking for like a maybe not a career defining win for Leclerc, but like a kind of like a, a, a I'm not afraid of you, Max type of win from him. And I think this would provide that if he could get it done so i think it's a big race for him um i hope he gets it done i think he gets it done i think max will finish second to him i think it'll be a great race um and then checko in third uh so uh, charles max checko with my top three my podium got it wow i mean those are that's a pretty big step up for chuck i think that that's I mean, he is the king of qualifying. It's really hard to deny that. They are so fast he over needs, one lap. He needs to finish on pole to win this race. He does. For sure. I don't I don't I think he'll have a really difficult time winning. So him winning is really all dependent on what happens on Saturday. Yeah, I and you know what? I don't even think he needs to be on pole, even if Max is pole and he's P two. there was a couple of times I was watching free practice and that that Red Bull didn't have a great launch when they were doing the start. And so I could see like I could see it being a weekend where perhaps the Red Bull car like stalls has like an anti stall or something happens at the start and and Chuck can take him um going into that turn. So I think so long as Chuck is on the front row, yeah, he, he's gonna be right up there. Now the big question, Sam, is whether they've they've solved that engine problem because i agree with you reliable car he can probably fight here's the question is is he going to revert back to the chuck leclerc of old and overdrive that car i hope not but maybe it's definitely a possibility he's he's gonna have to put pressure on himself he's gonna have to he definitely does and he hasn't been a great driver when he has had the pressure on um and his back's bending up against uh against the wall so he's gonna have to fight those demons all weekend, um, yeah. specifically race day. So it's 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 very it's a very important race for him, I think, and overall in the in the trajectory of his career, like he needs to show up and be on the podium on Sunday. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, so Sam, you got Chuck on pole and to win the race. Uh, Grand Slam prediction for Chuck or no? No, no. Um, you got Max on in second, and then Checo rounding out that last podium spot. Yeah. That sounds pretty pretty good to me. Stefano, what do you got? Mm, front three for qualifying. Chuck on pole. Max in second. Lewis Hamilton in third. Wow. For the race, I'm going Chuck, Max, and Fernando. Wow. Two podiums and two races for Fernando. Wow. So you went... So Lewis is going to be P3, and then he's just going to lose out to to l plan and the the aston martin over the the life of the race okay um yeah i mean so both you guys have chuck on pole and wow, max on on in p2 um 
Yeah, I mean, I think here's my prediction. I think you're going to have, I think you're going to have Chuck on pole as well. I, I mean, they are very good. That Ferrari is so quick over one lap. Um, so I could definitely see Chuck being on pole. I think you're going to have, I think you're going to see Max win, which is not a very bold take. I just like, I can't see somebody who just won by 40 seconds losing to anybody else in this field. Maybe Chuck, but I don't even know. I, I think he just is driving with good comments. I think you're going to see Fernando Alonso P2. And I think you're going to see Chuck Leclerc P3. And I think those are going to be your top three drivers and cars for probably the foreseeable season. I think that like all else equal, those guys are faster than Checo and the Red Bull. And that's what I got. I think it's uh, I, I think guys, we've circled Chuck and Max. That's pretty, pretty straightforward. I think we kind of know the two of them are the top two on the grid with the cars that they have barring any reliability from either of them. We could see the Red Bull just crap out this weekend too. I think those two reliability issues aside are going to finish top three of the majority of the races that they race in this year. Um, I think Alonso is the third fastest car on the grid and maybe they'll pull something strategic off or they'll have better tire deg. I think it's going to be a very close P1 through P3 this weekend. I don't think it's going to be multiple seconds apart. I think last season, Max and Chuck finished, what, like half a second in between them? Yeah. It was crazy close. It was insane. It came down like there was, it was very, very tight. And I think if I recall correctly, Chuck got screwed with a virtual safety car or like a yellow flag where they turned his DRS off one lap. Like that virtual, I, I don't know how I feel about that virtual safety car. Like so many drivers get caught out. It's very easy for like a, like a, a software error on the car itself to just like totally fuck over a driver. I, mean, I hate it. I hate it. It feels like someone always gets screwed with it. It's not like a fair way to do it. So yeah. the only reason I like it is because a full safety car takes forever to get the race True. started again. But to your point, like the virtual safety car ends up screwing over somebody at the wrong point. Do they get like, I think it just it happens. You're right. I always screw somebody over. You're like going around the turn when when the deltas come off, like and someone else is down a straight. Like you, you lose time. You totally lose time. You get screwed. It's it's happened to everybody. It's annoying. I think it's dumb. I would prefer them to race quickly versus the going back to a full safety car. I don't know. I think you're right though. I think something needs to be done because it's just it, it gets a little bit too too silly. Um, all right. So there you have it. All of us have Chuck on pole. Um, that's pretty, pretty easy. Um, you got Sam with Chuck, Max, Checo, Matt with Max, Alonzo, Chuck and Stefano with Chuck, Max, Alonzo. So seems like we all are thinking Alonzo, Max and Chuck are going to be doing something this weekend. Um, so who's going to take the lead in the race for the golden ass? This who's going to take the lead in the race for the golden ass is right. Matt and Stefano neck and neck at one point each. Sam rearing right behind, nipping at our heels. Um, but last segment of the week, guys, Sam, as always, Sam, what, what are you seeing this week for Sam's bets? So I think Vegas is a little confused of what to do right now, too, because of how the first race shook up. Right now, it's pretty much impossible to bet on a race winner. Max is a significant significant favorite i think he's right around minus 300 at most books so that's Insane. pretty much unbettable yep. um so where i'm where i'm looking this week 
you know, we've talked about it all show. I think Leclerc is going to have a good weekend. Um, I think he's going to find himself in the podium. Minus 105, Chuck Leclerc to be on the podium, I think is pretty fair value and, and something I'm going to be betting. Um, I'm going back to well with this next bet. Both Williams to be classified at minus 160. I thought both cars looked great the first race. I thought Sargent looked um, awesome. I think Albon has proved that he's a great driver, um, a, a responsible driver. He's been able to stay on the track. I like both Williams to be classified minus 160. Uh, that's another bet I'm going with. Um, going to the pit stop avenue, I think me and Matt have discovered that the McLaren pit team is sneaky the best on the grid. Um, it's usually between them and Red Bull for the fastest pit stop. I think the odds are wrong when they have Red Bull as a minus 120 favorite and McLaren at a uh, plus 425 favorite for fastest what pit stop. What um, I'm taking the value there. Yeah. Um, McLaren fastest pit stop plus 450. Um, I think the great value. I think that's a great pit pit crew. Shout out to those guys. Um, so I'm taking McLaren fastest pit stop. And then lastly, when you have seven shots at it too in one race. Correct. It's a good point. Um, and then lastly, um, I like Val- Valtteri Bottas to be in the points on wow. Sunday. The in the points uh, special. Yep, at plus 110. Uh, I, I, this is a track he's raced at plenty of times. He's had fairly good um, finishes here. And I think uh, that Alfa Romero, Romero look, has looked good. Has looked solid. And he's looked good. Um, and I just I think he's going to finish in the points again. Um, so getting him plus money, I think, is really good value there. So Val- Valerie bought us uh, to finish in the points. Wow. Those are four spectacular bets. Leclerc on the podium, minus 105. Both Williams classified, minus 160. McLaren, fastest pit being plus, did you say 425 or 450? Plus 450. 450. Holy crap. Um, yeah, and like I said, when you pit eight times, you're bound to get one of them to be the fastest of the race. And then Bottas, the in the, in the point special, plus 110. I love all those, Sam. I think those and are And hey, Matt, bets. as always, keep an eye out for our Twitter account on Sundays, Sunday morning, late Saturday night. We post we post the matchup picks. Um, those are our bread and butter, and yeah. we, we've been on fire with those. So um, keep an eye out for those. Turn those push notifications on. We'll be uh, we'll be gearing up, and we'll be sending plenty of those out this weekend. Gambling is live in Massachusetts. Live, so live. Um, it's so, all the way live. Yeah, we are firing on all cylinders. Um, we nice sweatshirt, be, Matt. Yeah, yeah, we'll be going live bullets on Sunday. We'll have all the boys around throwing bets out. So. Sign up, um, get your odd boosts, get your bonus bets, um, and let's fire at these bookies. Yeah. Fire it up, any man. of you guys know any high up um, folks at, you know, some of the local Boston-based sports books such as DraftKings, um, you know, if you know anyone on that that team that could potentially be interested in partnering alongside the In the Points team, you know, feel free to uh, to reach out directly to us and, you know, Pass we'd love to that do contact something. information. Yeah, pass along the oh, contact yeah. information. Uh, guys, hell of a week. Can't wait. Race week is so sick. Um, you take for granted we're like three days away from having March Madness and FP1 going on at the exact same time, and then FP2, and then qualifying, and more March Madness. Um, it's going to be it's gonna be a great weekend. weekend. Great, great sports weekend. Great sports weekend. Um, guys, any other thoughts? Last thoughts heading into to the Jetta Cornish circuit? Um. I cannot wait for this weekend. That's all I have to say. I'm so excited for every aspect of this weekend. Uh, it's going to kick so much ass. It's going to kick so much ass. Stefano, final thoughts. And like Sam said, can't wait. 
in the meantime, I'm going to be playing more Formula One 22. Catch me online, and we'll be here to fire it up. Shout Anyways. out Javola online. Hell yeah, brother. Javola. Hell yeah. Hell, hell yeah, brother. Fire it up. Fire it up. Love you.